welcome back to the Enterprising Podcast. My name is Chantal Costello, and today I'm joined by Westwick's own Deputy CEO, Mary Ryan. Hi, Mary. Thank you so much for coming to join us today. I'm very excited for this highly demanded conversation. Thank you, Chantal, and so am I looking forward to it. So just before we get into the episode, I'd like to introduce Mary. Mary has gained extensive experience working with entrepreneurs and high potential startups across a range of developing and emerging industry sectors over the past 30 years. This includes the provision of tailored supports to innovative companies in key areas of business planning, international market validation, and developing marketing strategies. This experience has also been put into effect through her practical contribution on a number of transnational projects aimed at developing and internationalizing SMEs. We are very privileged to have you on the podcast today, Mary. I almost don't recognize myself. (laughs) (laughs) So I suppose we'll get straight into it. Um, Would you like to tell our listeners exactly what is a HPSU? Yes, um, it's a term that's often, um, you know, bandied about, but it's basically a term that was um, developed by Enterprise Ireland, and it stands for high potential startups and it's exactly what it says um it's companies that have the potential to go far to scale to go international um and like i said it's an enterprise ireland term but it's 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 used in the main now um in order to be deemed a hpsu by enterprise ireland a company must be internationally focused and they have must have the potential to employ at least 10 people and generate revenues of at least 1 million euro, all typically within three years of starting. So that's as such the criteria that one must meet in order to become HPSU approved. HPSU companies must have global ambition and they must be a scalable business that is capable of successfully competing internationally. They typically will have developed or in the process indeed of developing a differentiated and innovative product or service through R&D, technology development, IP development, etc. Okay, perfect. And then what's the value for a company of becoming HPSU? Um, it's, it's very easy to convince a startup or an entrepreneur of the value of becoming a high potential startup um, in that high potential startups or HPSUs um, by the very nature of attracting that title, they attract investor interest, which can include both public, be it Enterprise Ireland or or whoever, and private seed funding. Now, whether they're pre-seed or seed stage, um, investment is key to these companies accelerating and uh, developing their business plan and to support the company from commercial validation right through to early stage scaling and typically international scaling. Perfect. So just then, Mary, if a company is interested in applying to becoming HPSU, how do they do so? Mm, Well, firstly, it's really important to note that, uh, and I'm 32 years supporting uh, HPSU type companies. It's very important that you realise that no two companies follow the same HPSU path. And a key element of the Westpac offering to these uh, HPSUs is that we tailor our supports for the particular stage that a startup or indeed a scaling company is at. And we set out milestones and processes that they need to uh, go through to become investor ready. And that's a title that that's a term we would use quite regularly to become investor ready. In other words, to become attractive enough to to get the attention of both state funding and private funding. 
we would typically work with the founder to qualify and very importantly, quantify all of the variables of their idea, of their proposition. Uh, we provide a custom roadmap for each individual company that supports them to arrive at um, it may be a HPSU application, including the FTS or the financial data sheets into Enterprise Ireland. It may be um, the production of a robust business plan for investors and, of course, the all important um, investment investment pitch, the investment pitch deck. Uh, side by side with this, we also examine different financial options. Um, we connect entrepreneurs to the most appropriate sources of funding and the mix of funding um, to, to their particular situation. And this, no doubt, proves to be the most challenging aspect of their entrepreneurial journey. However, one thing that over 30 years of Westpac providing supports to high level entrepreneurs has taught us is that quality investor ready proposals do attract funding, both state and private funding. And Westpac works closely with the leading state organisations in the arena, including Enterprise Ireland, already mentioned, the Western Development Commission, which is particular to the region that we serve, which is the West Northwest region of Ireland, the local enterprise offices, or LEOs as they're known, the accelerators, and the all-important third-level sector, which is um, a huge source of enterprises and entrepreneurs um, starting up in our region. From the private funding aspect, Westbrook also brings the Halo Business Angels Network, or HBAN as it's known by, into the mix. As there, there has to be, there must be um, a match funding element for any state supports received by a company. And HBAN is managed by the Business Innovation Centres in Ireland and by Westbrook in our region, which, as I said, is the West Northwest region. No, that's fantastic, Mary. And just as you mentioned, the universities and the higher level education, I think there's a lot being done in that space in Ireland at the moment to promote more young entrepreneurs coming through the, the Irish ecosystem, which is definitely great to see, um, no more than all the rest of the fantastic funding options that are available for um, budding entrepreneurs in, all over Ireland, but especially within our own region, as you mentioned. We would be highly supportive of um, you know, encouraging the ecosystem from the undergraduate level um, right through to all the offerings coming out of our excellent third level system. Um, and indeed, Ireland will be recognised as as having quite a, um, a positive and encouraging uh, third level ecosystem, entrepreneurial ecosystem. Absolutely. So just then you mentioned market analysis and market validation. Um, as some of the services that we would provide. So how important would you say that market analysis and market validation is for a company aiming to become a HPSU? I, I'm glad you, you asked that question because firstly, it's really important for anybody listening in today to realize that these are two very distinct terms and two very distinct elements of starting up your business. Even though they're often considered to be or deemed to be the one and the same thing, um, it's really important that somebody realizes that they both have a separate uh, and progressive role to play in, in building out the story of your business. If we start with the first one, market analysis or market research, um, it's one of the first areas that Westpac will challenge a startup when undertaking their market analysis. And, you know, we do so on the basis that the, the entrepreneur needs to realize that they do not have all of the answers about their potential customers or indeed the, their environment. 
and what the, the needs of their consumers are. So we start by challenging that. Um, we, we get the entrepreneurs in to talk, literally talk with their potential customers and to do so you know, in inquiry mode as against a sales mode, but obviously realizing that market research can actually lead to, to key sales opportunities. We would also encourage the, the founders or the promoters, as they're often referred to, to undertake this research themselves, because you'll never get that sense of who the consumer is, who the competition is, what the actual dynamics in your market are without getting out there and talking with your potential um, and customers. Um, after you've undertaken quality market research, you, you will develop um, core market assumptions, which may be different than what you, you know, initially thought your market assumptions were. And the, the key is to develop or to focus on identifying the market sweet spot for your offering. And we would use that term, the sweet spot for your offering. So once you, you have market analysis and market research, which as a course we should realize is, is continuous and ongoing in any progressive company, you're then moving into the market validation or the commercial validation stage. And this is about taking the findings of the market research, such as those core assumptions, to the next level. And Westpick will work with startup companies to build out relationships with customers, establish all important early trials, and progress those trials through to a credible sales pipeline. And it's that sales pipeline that will attract the attention of the investors, be they state or private. And, and that's the point that a lot of companies are failing to get to. So moving from all important market analysis right through to market commercial validation. Um, validating the core assumptions ensures that, that a startup you know, creates a viable business will be attractive to investors and also will withstand setbacks because you've looked at the market warts and all, you've looked at all elements and aspects of it. Now, as I just mentioned there earlier, it is important that, you know, an entrepreneur, a founder, a promoter appreciates that there is a very definite inherent link between the context engaged through the initial market analysis and right through to the, the market and commercial validation stages. And it's those contexts that will dictate how successfully a company will populate their sales pipeline. I hope that answers the question, Chantal. No, definitely. There's a, a huge importance, I suppose, on developing the pipeline from the initial ideation stages. And as you said, continuously throughout the whole business life cycle. So um, I think that has made the point very clear um, for all of our listeners. Um, so just then moving on, as the global markets are continuing to reopen in the wake of COVID-19, what advice would you give to a HPSU that's looking to scale internationally? Mm, okay, well, I, I suppose it's it's key to realise that, you know, some businesses are naturally born global. For others uh, to successfully scale and, and grow internationally, it can bring a unique set of challenges. The international market can be very different to, we'll call it the indigenous or the Irish market in most cases. And we would strongly encourage companies to consider the supports available through the likes of their local Leo um, and on through into Enterprise Ireland and indeed other development organisations such as uh, Western Development Commission in our region, because they can provide resources to accelerate the realisation of their, their global, their international business plans. Now, this can be in the form of, very obviously, a vital injection of seed funding or, you know, what we find is 
particularly companies that are dealing with Enterprise Ireland, they can actually get even more value from access to Enterprise Ireland's um, international offices and their all important networks in, in select markets. In terms of the COVID-19 pandemic, well, what we are seeing on the ground is that while it has created considerable challenges, definitely it has, we're, we're all aware of those, it has also presented new opportunities for businesses, for existing businesses and for new businesses, and particularly for, for startups who, you know, are, are identifying and availing of the new ways of working, new ways of doing business, new technologies. And in a way, many of these changes have just been fast tracked as a result of the pandemic. We could, of course, ha have done without it. It's been a very tough year, two years on established companies, on companies that were in, in the startup mode. Um, but certainly what we're seeing is that innovative mindsets, innovative companies are capitalising on the opportunities and, and they're doing so in a commendable manner. And one that leaves me feeling quite secure about Ireland's continuing ability to perform on the world's entrepreneurial stage, one that we're recognised for. It's great to have such an optimistic view, not even just of the entrepreneurial ecosystem within Ireland, but I, I suppose our ability to scale beyond that as well, which is fantastic. Um, Mary, you mentioned there are some of the key challenges that startups facing today, namely providing a differentiated service, um, coming up with a viable business model, gaining investor interest and so on. So what would you say would be the biggest challenge facing startup companies today? Um, it's it's the same as it has always been. And undoubtedly, the key challenge for companies um, aiming to grow and to, to scale internationally is securing investment. If you consider and, and that is and, and that is, you know, has been exaggerated in the last number of years, if you consider the, the events that have been, you know, have rocked the markets from Brexit to the global pandemic that we just talked about, and more recently to the economic upheaval created and, and will continue to be created by the Russian invasion of Ukraine, it, it doesn't lend itself to a stable environment for investors and a secure environment for investors. And so investor sentiment has definitely um, turned to more to being more cautious. However, you know, I've just said it there, a, a compelling offering, a compelling entrepreneurial team um, with all of the markings of a HPSU uh, will and do attract investors. Um, but it can, it's the, the market has possibly become more competitive for the investment that's out there. Um, we, we see in practice how the compelling offerings, you know, that go through the Halo Business Angel Network or HBAN, as I said, um, which is managed by the Business Innovation Centres in Ireland and by Westpac in our region. We, we see that the investors are there. They're seeing what's coming through and where there's a compelling idea and, and business opportunity, they will invest. But that is the big that remains the biggest challenge for startups. Okay, that's brilliant, Mary. So let's say, for example, a startup company has a very strong team and a compelling offering. What else would the investors be looking for before they'd be willing to invest? Um, well, I suppose uh, just picking up on your point about the team, it's it's really important, be it state or private funds. Um, an investor is is looking for a capable management team with strong domain knowledge. That that is key. 
and relevant experience, possibly in the sector that they're looking at establishing the business in, and, and where possible, and it's not always possible for the founding team, because it's often a one person show, to have complementary skill sets. So, you know, it's important to highlight the significance of the team for an investor. Um, they also require a well-developed and validated business proposition, be it a, a business plan or an investor deck or, a, you know, a very important introductory discussion document. And that basically provides the starting point for both pre-seed or seed stage equity investment discussions. It's, it's an opening point for those discussions. Obviously, then, and, and the whole purpose of this particular podcast is to talk about HPSUs. And if you're going forward for HPSU approval by Enterprise Ireland, um, well, as a state support, they have a number of additional criteria that they're obliged to, to, to consider when it comes to investing state funds. And that would include, obviously, they must have strong export potential and that must be validated. Um, and in specific and in, you know, markets that the promoter ha has at least done detailed market analysis and it, uh, ideally some validation in. Um, EI also look for match funding. Um, so there's no thing as, you know, going in, getting 100% state funding. It's typically matched with private funding. And securing external funding or receiving a term sheet is often we find the trigger for advancing a HPSU investment discussion with Enterprise Ireland. So if there are any entrepreneurs out there listening today and they're, they're close to securing those all important external investors and indeed moving to term sheet stage and they're not in conversation with Enterprise Ireland, then they should be. And they can do so either through Westwick or by contacting um, Enterprise Ireland directly. Um, EI does also prioritise innovative startups and, you know, innovative in terms of the technology, the processes or indeed the, the, the business revenue model that they employ. And uh, having a minimum viable product, an MVP, with key customer validation is a, a key element of advancing those discussions with Enterprise Ireland. That's brilliant, Mary. So just then moving forward. You said that you've worked within the industry for over 32 years. So if you could take your experience and give one piece of advice to a pre-seed company, what would that be? Ooh. <laughs> um, let me see. Whether you're validating your market, developing a key partner relationship, or pitching to investors. And, and I say this when I do various talks to, to groups or individuals, no matter what level they're at. It's very important that you don't lose sight of the fact that in all of your business dealings, be they consumer, commercial, competitive, financial, it's always about people. And don't forget that. And, and I never cease to be amazed at how many times I, I, I see entrepreneurs forgetting that the, the very business that they're developing is, is dealing with people. So because you're dealing with people, I would say be passionate, be persuasive, be focused in championing your business to these people. Um, they are and you are the key to making your entrepreneurial dream a reality and a successful one at that. So that's my word of advice. Don't forget the people element and be people focused. Absolutely. I 100% agree with that. Um, it recently came up on a previous podcast episode, uh, actually, that your network is your net worth. And I thought that was a, a very valid um, quote that was mentioned because 
it all it all is about people at the end of the day and it's important to realize that you are dealing with people um, and it's not just all about the figures and statistics. It's where Irish businesses actually excel internationally um, because we would be renowned for having a, a quite a, a people charm and a people focus. Uh, when we take um, that onto the international market, um, it, 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 it does prove very successful and not one that should be underestimated. And sometimes entrepreneurs can be more introvert than extrovert. And so it might be one that they have to work on from time to time. <laughs> well, that's fantastic, Mary. On that very positive note, I think we'll wrap up the episode. Um, so I want to thank you very much for coming on. It's been absolutely fantastic. And I'm sure that a lot of our listeners have gained tremendous value out of this episode. Um, would you like to say any parting thoughts? Uh, let me see. Go for it and um, <laughs> make make use of all of the supports that are out there. There, it's there's quite an active, vibrant, and supportive ecosystem out there for entrepreneurs. And you know, just take the next step. Thank you, Chantal. Thanks yourself, Mary, and thanks to all of our listeners. If you enjoyed our podcast, please subscribe to be notified for future podcasts. Please also feel free to get in touch with us on social media and let us know if you found this episode beneficial. You can find us at Westbic on Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn or Facebook. If you would like to hear more about our available supports, get in touch via our website www.westbic.ie and of course, stay tuned for our next podcast episode.